Hello and welcome to the Joy Mom Summit. I am so excited to have you join us here on the podcast. I have some incredible speakers and I have a surprise speaker, talk number eight. I am so excited that you're here and I know, I just know that God has something for you, mama friend. You are meant to live a life of joy and intention, purpose, and peace, and that's why you're here at the Joy Mom Summit. So may this conference-style summit bless you, and let me know how it went for you. Definitely email me, reach out at 500secondstojoy at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Now let's get into this Joy Mom Summit and let's give thanks to the Almighty God, the Joy Giver. What if it's wonderful? Stephanie here at 500 Seconds to Joy and Nicole Zazowski, who's been on the podcast before. She wrote From Lost to Found. That's her first book. This book, What If It's Wonderful, an invitation to release your fears, choose joy, and find the courage to celebrate is just an excellent reminder that we can choose joy and celebrate God's goodness in the midst of anything. We don't have to wait until a huge life event to celebrate. We can savor the small moments. We talk about taste and see that the Lord is good. We talk about this. Psalm 34, 8. So important to savor and celebrate the ordinary. So much of mom life is ordinary, right? It's an ordinary Wednesday. It's a Tuesday night, taco night in our house again. And it's important to celebrate. Nicole talks about how celebration isn't in response to what's happened, but it's a rhythm of remembering. Remembering what God has done for us. Remembering that Jesus died and rose for us. And celebration is a time to really remember God's faithfulness. And we're going to talk about the rhythms of celebration. And Nicole breathes so much life into this topic. I know you're going to love hearing from her. She's a licensed marriage and family therapist. And like I said, the author of From Lost to Found. And I know you're going to be so inspired by her. All the links are in the show notes to connect with her. Go grab a copy of her book, What If It's Wonderful. Let's dive into this conversation. This call is being recorded. Welcome back to the podcast, Nicole. (laughs) Oh, it's so good to be with you again. I know. I'm excited. Everybody, Nicole Zazowski is back and she wrote a new book. Wow. Amazing. It's about joy. I'm here for it. (laughs) It's called What If It's Wonderful? An invitation to release your fears, choose joy, and find the courage to celebrate. So this fits right in with this podcast, Mm -hmm. 500 Seconds to Joy. We are choosing joy here. And your book is just so rich with just practical tips, the Bible, your own personal experience, you know, what you're learning in this season of life to celebrate in the midst of the chaos. I'm really excited to chat with you and just encourage everybody listening to really celebrate life amidst the chaos and uncertainty. 
and also to step into God's rhythms of grace because us moms need a reminder of God's grace, right? So Mm -hmm. let's talk about this question before we dive into the topic of celebrating life and these rhythms of grace. You pose this question, what if it's wonderful? And so I'm just curious, how did you answer that question before Mm. you started writing the book? And how would you answer it now? Oh, that's such a great way of asking that. Um, When, before I started, you know, when I was first discerning that this was an area that God wanted to do some work in my own heart around, I was emerging from a season that could largely be characterized by change and loss. And that was really outlined in my first book, From Lost to Found. And, you know, anytime you go through loss, there's the loss itself, whether that's a betrayal or um, tangible loss or, or some sort of disillusionment. But then there's the cost. And the cost is the impact to your identity and your sense of safety. And I had a good pulse on what a lot of that looked like for me. Um, but one of the one of the things that took me a long time to discern one of the costs was um, that anytime I encountered joy, whether it be good news or just a delightful moment in my everyday life, I was terrified. It was accompanied by a lot of fear. Um, and I was, I, I felt stupid for um, dreaming. It, it felt silly to hope. Um, and I just convinced myself that it was better to keep my expectations low and practice disappointment um, in an attempt to, you know, prepare myself for disappointment that I thought was inevitable. So mm-hmm. to answer your question, prior to working through this message in my own heart, what if it's wonderful um, was really to interrupt. <laughs> it was a question that interrupted my thoughts of, you know, what if, what if I fail? What if God, um, is good, but doesn't care that much about me? Um, and these are, these are things that I knew weren't true, but felt anyway. Um, and so just to be totally honest with you and put language to a lot of the feelings of, you know, I just assumed that the goodness in my life was always going to look like broccoli on a dinner plate, like maybe something that was good for me, but never Mm -hmm. anything that felt very exciting or joyful naturally. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and so now what if it's wonderful? Um, That's not a, that's not a question of toxic positivity, like just uh, dismiss your pain and, and choose happy. Um, it's, it's really a question of curiosity, um, and wonder. I specifically chose that word wonderful (laughs) because I think it challenges me to be full of wonder about the mystery of God and, and what he could do. And I may never know what the fullness of, of the reason for the, the story and the way that it was, but just to stand in awe and wonder of how it moves in our lives and what he could be doing through a story that 
even I wouldn't have chosen for myself. And so it, it, it's really a posture change for me of instead of my eyes being cast down, practicing and worrying for the worst case scenario, my, my shoulders are back. I, my gaze is lifted toward um, just an amazement about what God is doing and, and also an excited curiosity about what he could do. I love that. And I think, you know, our brains, the more we look for the way God wired us, you know, when we're looking for something, we find it, we Mm -hmm. find more of it. So I'm sure when you were writing this book and just doing this work within yourself of learning how to celebrate and not being afraid of the joy that happens to us in life. Like when we're believers, when Mm -hmm. we accept Jesus, like he does give us the gift of joy Mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean we feel happy all the time. I think that's something I think about a lot is what's the difference between joy and happy. Mm -hmm. Um, And joy is this deep feeling of just that security and you're not afraid. You can celebrate, you can savor and, I want to talk about that, this practicing savoring, because you talk in your book about how savoring celebrates the ordinary, because mm-hmm. you, we could think about the courage to celebrate. Okay, what are we celebrating? You know, there's so many things that we celebrate, like birthdays and exciting right. things that, you know, are once a year, or, you know, we're celebrating Christmas, or we're celebrating Easter, um, you know, there's so much, just the birth of a child, like those are really high moments. But every day, I like that you're inviting us into this savoring of of celebrating the ordinary and Mm -hmm. how you um, put right after that paragraph is Psalm 34, 8. You're putting this um, Bible verse here, and I love how you anchor everything in God's word. And it says, taste and see that the Lord is good. So this savoring of celebrating our ordinary mom day, (laughs) Mm -hmm. let's talk about that because a lot of the moms listening you know, have so many ordinary moments and what does it look like to savor those ordinary moments and even celebrate them, enter into the joy of the ordinary? Yes. So the last third of the book, um, as you know, is really practical. I continue in biblical truth and personal story and, and, um, current research, but it was important to me that these practices of celebration, I, I wanted readers to come away with how, regardless of the season I'm in, whether it's a painful one, a joyful one, um, a neutral one, a season Mm -hmm. of waiting, I wanted, um, I wanted readers to come away with ways that they could practice celebration that didn't feel like it was on the far side of a goal achieved or a dream realized. You know, I think Mm -hmm. we often think of celebration, like you said, as a, as a reward for good news or, or, some sort of achievement or, you know, places that we naturally celebrate like birthdays or anniversaries. And that's great. Those are, those are all wonderful and included in the practice of celebration, but are not limited to. And so I love this practice of, of, um, savoring because it's a perfect place to start. If you would not consider yourself a natural celebrator, or if you don't feel like you have a quote unquote reason to celebrate um, because it it doesn't require that we add something to our life or change something about our life. It's celebrating um, something that's already in our life. And so 
the way that you do this is you just simply ask your five senses what they're going to remember about a moment. So you're going to say, um, so my favorite moment to do this or one of them that I do most often is uh, when I'm tucking my son, Charlie, who's two into bed and he's just got this beautiful head of blonde curls and he's just mm-hmm. in the cu- cutest little phase right now. And I want to hang on to it. I know there's lots of joy yet to come, but, um, and I, I will welcome his, his change and his growth and development, but I also want to really remember and, and celebrate the way he is now. And so um, you just ask yourself, what are my five senses going to remember about this moment of twirling his curls as I sing him a song? So what am I seeing? What am I smelling? What am I hearing? What am I tasting? And what am I feeling? And not all of those will be obvious. So obviously I can watch my finger twirl his little blonde ringlets. I can hear his deep breathing and my probably off tune (laughs) song that I'm singing him. Um, But, you know, the taste is not so obvious in that moment. So it's probably you know, the lingering taste of my reheated cup of coffee, Mm -hmm. you know, that's still on my breath. Um, And, you know, but all of those senses, and I love that scripture uses two of those traditional senses in taste and see, um, because it, it helps us record the memory that our brain would be tempted to dismiss. Because especially, you know, us moms, we live a lot of ordinary moments in the day that we might feel unseen or might seem insignificant. And the brain only likes to record what it thinks it has to hang on to. So something really traumatic or something, um, usually, unfortunately, it's attached to an unpleasant feeling. Our, our brain mm-hmm. is like Velcro for right. those and Teflon for, for more delightful moments. And so we're not fighting on neutral ground And what savoring does is it helps us um, preserve and celebrate a moment that our brain would probably discard otherwise. And here's what motivates me to do that. You and I, Stephanie, are going to live a lot of really beautiful moments in our lives. Hopefully, we're going to remember a lot of them. But none of them are going to be just like this one. And so it, it just motivates me to celebrate what's, what God is already doing in my life and the, and the goodness that is already there. That's just a beautiful reminder. I mean, I've been working really hard on being on my phone less, being present with the kids more. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of moms can relate to this, right? And I think that's just such a beautiful reminder that this moment is God's gift to us mm-hmm. and this moment will not be repeated. You know, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us mm-hmm. rejoice and be glad in it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I just want to touch on before we just encourage the moms to, you know, go forth and look for that joy in their day, look for ways to celebrate the ordinary. I just want to touch on this, this idea of God's grace and these rhythms and rituals you talk about, 
Mm-hmm. And you talk about, you know, what this means is we can't afford to wait until life feels calm, but should instead celebrate in this center of chaos. Mm-hmm. So Jesus gives us a permanent reason to rejoice, you say. Mm-hmm. And these rituals like the Sabbath, you know, help orient us. So, you know, we have these everyday moments of our life where we can savor and use our five senses. Is there anything you want to say here before we close in prayer about this idea of not waiting, but really enter into celebration in the here and now? within these rhythms and rituals that God has gifted us with, you know, the Sabbath and all of these other ways that the Bible points us to celebration. Yes. So one of the things I noticed when I started diving into scripture to understand what God had to say about celebration and what his encouragement was to us and how he meets us there is I noticed that the celebrations, particularly, we see this in the Old Testament, although it, it does continue in the New Testament, um, but they're, they're described really thoroughly in the Old Testament. Uh, they, they, they happen in rhythm. And that's so counter to how we typically think about celebration. We, you know, like I mentioned earlier, we tend to think of it as this thing that we do in response to good news or breakthrough or some sort of shift in our circumstances we've been hoping to see. And in the Bible, there's some response, but it's largely more rhythmic. And it's a rhythm of remembering Mm -hmm. um, God's faithfulness and and a piece of God's character. Celebration is largely about remembering. And I love it because it that rhythm component takes it out of being a reward. So, um, and and I am not, I am not saying that those moments of celebration that we naturally feel inclined to do. So that's an important part of celebration too. I'm not dismissing that. I just don't, I want to expand our view beyond that because I know that sometimes life doesn't look like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want us to feel disqualified from celebration if that's not the case for us. And so um, understanding that celebration occurred in rhythm, um, they celebrated because it was time to remember God's faithfulness to mm. them, not because they felt like it or because it was a, nat- a good time in their schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've, we've really tried, and again, doesn't need to be big, overblown, but just if you have a ritual in your week or um, even in your day, uh, you know, same cup of coffee, same place every every morning, um, special meal every Sunday or whatever day of the week works for you. And, and what that rhythm does is it, it cues our bodies and it cues our five senses to re- relax and rest into that celebration place um, and reminds us rhythmically of the grace that we've been given outside of, you know, a reward for our own perceived goodness. And so I love the rhythmic component of celebration and that ritual is a way of just reminding our five senses of those rhythms. 
That is just lovely. Nicole, I wrote down, it was time to remember God's faithfulness. So I just invite everybody listening. When, how often is it time to remember God's faithfulness? You talked about the Sabbath and I think that's a great day on Sundays to just slow down and savor Mm -hmm. And celebrate God's goodness. Um, I've heard people say that every Sunday should be like a mini Easter, mm-hmm. like a mini celebration of the resurrection of Jesus and this gift that he's given us, Yeah, you know, dying and rising and making it possible for us to have eternal life. Mm-hmm. So that is a reason to celebrate, like you say in your book. And, you know, when is it time in your life, friends, to remember God's faithfulness? Is it every morning during your gratitude practice? Is it every evening before you go to bed and you sleepily think of, you know, the high points of your day? Do you share what you're grateful for before bed? That's what we do in our home. Mm-hmm. Um, before we go to bed, everybody gets to share what they're grateful for. And so just orienting our mind, like you said, orienting our mind toward God's goodness and toward things that we can celebrate in our everyday moments of our everyday lives, because Mm -hmm. that's where most of life is lived. Yep. (laughs) Um, It's just such a wonderful and beautiful reminder, Nicole. I just really enjoy your book and just the message of what if it's wonderful. So everybody, I encourage you to pick up a copy of Nicole's book and just savor it, enjoy it and, and savor your life because it's the one life we've been given. It's such a gift. And thank you so much for being here again, Nicole. It's just lovely. So lovely to have you. Could you close us in a prayer? Yes, I would love to. Lord, thank you that you are as present um, in our joy as you are in our pain, that we can feel that breath, your breath on our face in the light of our joy, just as we can in um, those those harder seasons, Lord. Um, I pray that you would increase our awareness of you in whatever season we might be standing in. And God, most of all, I thank you that you um, that your faithfulness does not depend on our faith. So if we're listening and this feels hard to access, um, joy and celebration just feels so foreign. Lord, thank you that, A, we are never disqualified from celebrating you and your presence in our lives, Um, but thank you that you are faithful to us and close to us even when we struggle um, to access uh, those beliefs and that trust. Um, So, God, thank you for being you, and I pray for every listener, Lord, um, and the stories that they bring to this podcast, that you would just use Stephanie and I's conversation to speak the message that they most need to hear and to that you would be close to each of their hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to Mom's podcast. Thanks for tuning in today, friend. I'm so grateful for you. Let's connect on my email list. Go to bit.ly forward slash monthly happy mail, and we can be email besties. What do you think? Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for being here. Have a joy-filled day. Bye for now. Bye for now.